Evening Hot Battle Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to day 21 of National Podcast Post Month here on the Odd Data Podcast, where I am doing everything I possibly can to get to 30 episodes in 30 days, even if it means recording technically after hours, and it's already technically uh, the 22nd when I'm recording this and releasing it, but you know, the rule is 30 episodes in 30 days. Technically speaking, you can just drop all of them in one at one time if you really want to. That's stupid, but you could. I'm not doing that, but I do tend to record later in the evening when I have access to my office and I'm home <laughs> on my nights off. So here I am, not recording in the closet. And... In part because I'm tired and in part because I didn't know what to do because I don't want to, again, I don't want to go book after book after book. It's kind of a random day. It's, it's one of those days where I'm just emptying my brain and I don't know, I didn't know what to talk about today. And it is, you know, the rule of podcasting. You should never record an episode just because you have to record an episode. But under the circumstances of I'm trying to do 30 episodes in 30 days, I kind of have to do that, even if I don't necessarily have something to talk about. And I do, and it's 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 weird because I started thinking about, damn, Thanksgiving really snuck up on us, huh? It is already going to be Thanksgiving this week, and we have a bunch of stuff like boys have Christmas concerts and the annual legendary gala for their Taekwondo school is coming up in like two weeks. They have belt testing coming up in a couple of weeks, and we're like, holy shit, it's almost December already. Which means it's almost Christmas time already. We're we're running into those holiday hours for work and shit like that. And holy hell, man. We we have like don't quote me on what's it, six weeks left of the year? Really? Six, maybe seven weeks? I don't know. I'm not counting right now, but it can't be more than that. Holy shit. It is almost twenty twenty three already. And here I am just like, oh shit, I need to get stuff. You know, I need to get groceries for Thanksgiving dinner and I need to start planning shit because we do so much from scratch. That's the big thing about my Thanksgiving dinner. And I say my Thanksgiving dinner because I do 99% of it is I do as much from scratch as I possibly can. I do cheat on my turkey, but with reason and, and like thinking about like for the most part, I when I have the option, I do as much from scratch as possible. If it's just going to be too much work because whatever reasons, I don't. But generally speaking, I make as much stuff from scratch as possible to the point where I'm already prepping stuff for this year. So obviously, and I've talked about this, if you aren't a regular listener of the show, I do, and I have mentioned many times over the years about our pumpkin pie. We make a more unique pumpkin pie. We do something you're not supposed to do. We make our pumpkin pie from jack-o'-lantern pumpkins, which if you know anything about pumpkin pie, 
you know this is not the right pumpkin. They're not made for flavor. They're made for size. They're made for carving up and making into sculptures, not for tasting good. We don't care. I got a 30-pound pumpkin at Costco for 7 bucks. I got 30 cups, I believe, 30 cups of pumpkin out of that after it was all um, steamed and run and processed down because we steam our pumpkins. So I was able to steam and puree 30 cups worth of pumpkin. Well, that's about 15, no, 10 bags. That's about 20 pies. That is 20 pies worth of pumpkin. And depending on if I really drain it and make sure I get a lot of the water out of it after it uh, thaws out, because we stick them in gallon bags flat in our deep freezer. Um, You know, a lot of water comes off of that, which concentrates the flavors, blah, 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 whatever. But depending on, it's basically amounts to every three cup bag of pumpkin gives me two pies. Well, it's Thanksgiving. I've got to make pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. So I've got to kind of plan that out because I can't exactly be making pie. Pie takes an hour. If you've never baked a pumpkin pie, it takes about an hour or more, depending on if you're using like deep dish pies. Sometimes I use deep dish. This year I'm going more with the, the traditional thickness because I have had issues with if it's a little, if the, the mix is a little cold, it takes longer to set properly and you end up with kind of half with not quite fully set because it's just so thick and it's not as structurally stable because it's so thick. So it's easy to collapse when you cut into it. So I've started doing some of the more traditional thickness pies this year. Still taste great. Not going to say anything, but never, um, I, I get two pies per batch. I've got enough to make. I've made a few batches already so far this year, but I've I've still got what's like eight bags, seven, eight bags. So that's still like 14, 16 pies worth of pumpkin that I've got to make pies with. And so again, it takes about an hour-ish to bake pie. So I can't bake pie on Thanksgiving Day. I just can't. I don't have time. With all the other stuff to do, I can't do it. Especially because I'm planning on doing so much. Again, I'm doing a lot of stuff from scratch. So I'm planning on baking pies actually for the next two days because my sister wants pie. So my plan is to bake pies tomorrow and either keep one for myself and give her one or give her both of them and bake two more on Wednesday. I don't know if what I'm going to do. I think I might just give do do one set. I don't need two pies. I don't think she needs two pies. And so I like we've got I got a family of six. We we I don't we don't really wipe out a pie that fast. Usually because when you're eating pumpkin pie, you're usually full of other stuff, so you end up going taking smaller slices, but still. But my plan this year, making pies probably again, probably making pie tomorrow. But and if curious I, I can't say I, I could give you the recipe because it's not the recipe, but it's the process. I have a little, what's it, those playlists or highlight reels on my Instagram at Odd Dad Out. You can see making pie. I don't give you the recipe. Sorry, guys. My wife would kill me. But yeah, making pie. Um, again, because I got a KitchenAid stand mixer not too long ago, 
I've been making fresh butter a lot recently, which I did yesterday. I was like, okay, well, if we're going to do as much from scratch as possible, well, I'm making pie. I'm going to make fresh whipped cream for the pies because, I mean, why not? I've made fresh butter from scratch, uh, Himalayan sea salt butter because it was the only sea salt I had. (laughs) I've done a really good herb butter before that I used, and I would actually use it in my Alfredo. I would take that fresh butter, that like herb, uh, like onion, garlic, Italian herb, salted butter, and use that in my Alfredo. Or I'll just melt some of that and put it on a pizza crust or something. Awesome. But keeping it simple, I just need salted butter to go on rolls, which I'm also going to be making fresh from scratch. And what I think I might end up doing is prepping the rolls Wednesday, like bake, not baking, uh, mixing the, getting the dough ready, forming them and freezing them on Wednesday so that on Wednesday morning, I can take them out, proof them, let them rise, have them all ready to go so that when it's time to bake them, I can just bake them and they're ready and I'll have fresh rolls. I'll have fresh butter. I don't know if you've seen, I just ordered one of those butter bell things. I think they call it a French uh, butter crock where you stick your softened butter in this thing that's got cold water in it and it keeps your butter fresh but at room temperature so you can spread it really nifty thing i just ordered one of those because i just think they're cool and kitchen gadgets are my thing and fresh butter and i mean fresh bread and butter i mean come on shit can't go wrong with that but i need to make a shit ton of rolls um I'm again with the garden. I'm not, I don't have fresh green beans right now. I probably have them by Christmas to make fresh green bean casserole by then. But you know, green bean casserole is on the menu. Stovetop stuffing. Why stovetop stuffing? Because we've made fresh stuffing multiple years and it just isn't quite right. It just doesn't, it doesn't have, we've become spoiled by the flavor profile of stovetop stuffing. And I haven't been able to chop the onions and the celery and all this stuff just right. Get it just small enough because I don't have a food processor, which is really what you need to get it ultra, ultra, ultra tiny. But I don't have a food processor to get the vegetables tiny enough to where and the bread is always too big. And it's just, yeah, I really want the, I want to make the consistency of stovetop stuffing from scratch. I haven't been able to do that yet. So at this point, I'll just stick with making stovetop. It's faster. So stovetop stuffing. Um, What else? I prefer a fresh cranberry sauce. Like I buy a bag of cranberries and some orange juice and sugar and make cranberry sauce. But nobody else eats it but me. I personally think it's delicious. It goes great on turkey. Uh, but nobody else will eat it. So I'm not making it. I used to make it. I used to make it and just eat it all myself, really. But nobody else will eat it. Takes up space on the table that is needed for other things. So no to the cranberry sauce this year. I will not touch canned cranberry jelly. I don't care what you say. That is not cranberry sauce. That's jello. So going around the table thinking, what else do I have? And oh, fresh mashed potatoes. Got to make fresh. Like I, I, I will openly admit, on every other day of the week, if I need mashed potatoes, I use box mashed potatoes. Why? If you know anything about 
box mashed potatoes, you know that they're literally just dehydrated potato flakes. That's it. They just take potatoes, they slightly cook them, and they make you know press them flat, make flakes out of them. That's it. They're pretty much they take mashed potatoes, dry them, make them into flakes box. That's it. Maybe a little bit of preservatives or something in there to keep them from going bad, but that's it. They're super basic. And I don't care what anybody says. You can make very good, consistent mashed potatoes from a box. They're excellent. Now, for the holidays, I do always go to the effort of buying a bag of potatoes and making my mashed potatoes from scratch. Because it's the holidays and I'm making everything else from scratch. Why not? So, scratch mashed potatoes. We got the green bean casserole, which, I mean, I'm sorry... I only do it fresh one time of the year, but I still use canned soup. It and I still I'm not making French fried onions myself. I'm not that much of a masochist, so it's all canned stuff, and that's the way my wife likes it because she's the one that wants it. She's really the only one that wants it. I make basically make an entire green bean casserole at the holidays just excuse me, just for my wife. So that is what it is. Which brings me to the turkey because I don't think I've got anything else left on the table. Yeah, we got bread, we got butter, we got pie, we got stuffing, we've got mashed potatoes. I'll come back to the gravy because it's very importantly part of the turkey. Like I said, I shortcut my turkey. I have made a turkey from bare, you buy a you know naked turkey and season it and dress it and do all the things that you got to do to it and put it in the bag and the roasting pan and all the things, I've done that. It's a pain in the ass. Can you get good stuff out of it? Absolutely. Do you have to put a lot more work into establishing your gravy? Absolutely. And that is the thing. We buy, and I say this every year, we buy the Jenny O uh, cook-in bag turkey. The like ready-to-bake turkey every year. Because the gravy packet that comes with that, the Jenny O gravy, combined with the seasoning drippings from that turkey, whatever herbs and spices and seasonings they put on that turkey for that bag. Rewinding. This is the one that comes in the bag and the handle where you basically take it out and it's got the, the oven safe bag and you cook it and just like as it is comes straight out of the freezer in the oven in that bag. That's what we get. Because... The seasoning that they put on that bird, the drippings that you use from that to make the gravy with that gravy mix is the most addictive, delicious crack gravy. And we always call it the crack gravy. It's the only reason we buy this. We buy this turkey more for the gravy than for the, for the turkey. It is the most addictive crack gravy we've ever had. And it just makes everything better. The only other sauce or or dip or anything like this that I've ever had that has the same effect as this gravy is my Alfredo sauce. That is, it's like that, you know, was it the, the Mike's Red Hot? I'll put that shit on everything. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that is, I'll put my Alfredo sauce or I was putting my Alfredo on shit that there were, oh, <laughs> they were laughing at me one night. I made... Fettuccine Alfredo made salad. We had some breadsticks or garlic bread or something. 
I was one, I mean, as you should, dipping my bread, my garlic bread in my Alfredo. I was also dipping my salad in my Alfredo. Fuck you guys. That shit was good. <laughs> Everybody at the table looking at me weird. No, that shit was good. My Alfredo on a salad. Fuck you. It's mine. It's delicious. But the gravy from the Genio Turkey with the drippings from their seasoning is the most delicious damn thing on this planet next to my Alfredo. And yeah, and we'll not accept any substitutions. I did discover it is absolutely the seasonings from the turkey flavoring the drippings and all of those seasonings going in to that gravy packet because we have had instances where we didn't have enough drippings and we had to use water and it wasn't as good. And I have recently been able to get very close to that flavor profile with our Samhain feast. I did roasted chicken and gravy and roasted roasted potatoes. It was it was a lot of roasted herby vegetables and, and very natural flavor. It was delicious. Absolutely. Roasted vegetables, roasted chicken. Amazing. Great. Great meal. But when I made that gravy, the herb gravy I made that night for that chicken had that very familiar flavor to it. Not quite crack gravy, but getting close, which tells me it is absolutely the seasonings and not necessarily the gravy packet base. So, Genio turkey, pre-seasoned turkey, crack gravy, fresh bread, fresh butter, fresh pumpkin pie, fresh potatoes, canned green bean casserole for my wife because she likes that weird shit. <laughs> it is It is going to be, and it, this is our standard. We do this same meal. Sometimes I don't make fresh bread. I've never made fresh butter until very recently, but it, I make good butter. But, you know, sometimes, again, it's usually the bread that might, like I might end up just going and buying a pack of King's Hawaiian rolls some years just because I don't have time to make fresh bread. I'm really putting the effort in this year. I want the fresh bread. I want the fresh butter. I want the fresh everything that I can this year as much as I can. So that's what I'm planning. Incidentally, I think I'm probably going to be pre-recording tomorrow. I'll probably be uh, recording a few episodes. I'll probably have some book reading coming out for Thanksgiving. I, I think for Thanksgiving... Even though it's a whole book of multiple stories, I think my Thanksgiving episode will be a reading of The Stinky Cheese Man, which my wife recommended. I was like, hey, you know what? Why not do a story that is technically about food? <laughs> uh, so let's, let's do, I'm going to pencil that one in for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving special will be a reading of The Stinky Cheese Man. Now, probably because it's a short book. We'll probably read it cover to cover. And some and next week I will probably have uh I had trouble on the way to Salasalu. Or and trouble in getting to Salasalu, sorry. And maybe some other uh Dr. Seuss books coming up just for fun. But yeah, I think that's what we got coming up. We got Thanksgiving coming up, we got randomness coming up. I keep saying I'm gonna do the news, but I just never pull anything. Um in all of the randomness, I was trying to keep this a positive episode, but I, I feel like I have to at least acknowledge because all of my, hey, I'm planning to do this and I do this. And then something comes up that 
would make me want, under normal circumstances, change the course of the episodes, but I decided, no, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, Disney week is Disney week, so the death of Kevin Conroy got pushed off a few days. But yesterday we um, found out about the death of Jason David Frank, and if you don't know who that is, you had a terrible childhood. <laughs> or you didn't watch TV, one or the other. So you had a terrible childhood. Um, for everybody else is painfully aware that he was Tommy Oliver, the original Green Ranger, the White Ranger. He was he was the face of Power Rangers for thirty years, even though he, you know, I mean, he's one of the original Rangers. He's the original Sixth Ranger, the Green Ranger, the White Ranger. He was a Power Rangers Zeo, Power Rangers Turbo. Dino Thunder, he has appeared, and he's been a ranger more times than anybody else in the series. He, again, is the face of Power Rangers. And, unfortunately, uh, took his own life. And, yeah. If, like this, it, it is Kevin Conroy all over again, and it's only been like a week. The whole of social media is just... Like, really? Again? Because this is another one of those guys who had a huge impact on, like, that that fandom and his commitment to his fans and his love for his fans. You know, here was a, I saw a video of him, it was like at an autograph signing or something. And he was saying, it was like, if you ever have, you know, if you ever have, like, somebody that you just idolize and that you just love this person... And you're like this huge fan of, and they are tired of people coming up and wanting their autograph and wanting their picture. And like, they don't, and I was like, Hey, like, don't, don't give them your attention. It's like, cause they obviously don't respect you. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially saying like you guys, the fans, are why we do this. If it weren't for the fans, I wouldn't have a job. You wouldn't like, we wouldn't have a job out here as this person here to meet with you and talk with you and give you the opportunity to meet your heroes and sign autographs. And, and like, we make a thing for your entertainment. And if somebody is tired of the people who are enjoying their, their creation, fuck them. And to a certain degree, I think that's why I still do this and why I tried to do this. And I realize I'm going on way long today, but I'm, I'm keeping with my randomness because I got really into Thanksgiving for a minute. But I've always said probably enough times that if you're a regular listener, you're annoyed with me by it now that I do this just as much for the handful of you that are out there that still listen. Far fewer now than I have in the past because I've gone on such long breaks and and things like that. But I do this for the handful of you out there who still listen because there are a handful of, of you out there who still listen to my randomness, who still enjoy listening to me talk and do and say whatever the shit that I'm going to do and say and talk about any given time. And as much as Sometimes I get tired and sometimes I don't know what to talk about. I want to 
still provide whatever the hell kind of entertainment you are gathering from this show and all of my randomness and my weirdness and my, you know, garden talk and my, my, uh, kitchen stories and my kids being fucking dumbasses sometimes. And, you know, weird making fun of bullshit in the news and movie reviews and video gamer and whatever the shit happens in my head. I've got movie reviews to talk about. I got movies to talk. I watched the new Hellraiser recently. Uh, going back to when I watched City Slickers the very next day. Hell, I think it was, might have been, been the same day. I was watching Fools Rush In, which, if you've never seen it, is one of my favorite rom-coms all, of all time. I'm not a big Matthew Perry fan, but, I mean, come on, it's Selma Hayek. Can't argue. It's, <laughs> it's Selma Hayek in not, like, if... I was just say, when it comes to Selma Hayek, there's there's kind of two camps. Either you love her from in from dusk till dawn, because who oh, that whole scene, <laughs> you know, or you like the rom com stuff because this she will just make you fall in love with her. It's just I don't know. It's like you know I fell in love with Maureen O'Hara as a child after watching The Quiet Man, and if you've ever seen The Quiet Man and you didn't fall in love with Maureen O'Hara, there's something wrong with you. And if if you've seen Fools Rush In and you can tolerate a rom com, I I'm I'm a I'm a <laughs> I've always said I'm a big emotional bitch. I like those movies. They're fun. There's some rom coms that are really dumb. The formulaic one's really dumb. I liked this one. It was fun. I really liked it. I'm a big emotional bitch. I get choked up at the end. Sue me. But anyway, all of my bullshit, all of my randomness, I do this for you. I still do this for you. And for all intents and purposes, I refuse to full on quit doing this for you because anybody out there who's still supporting me and listening to this show, I don't want to take this away from you. You're gathering some entertainment out of this. I'm not taking this away from you. I need to, again, this, all of my, again, randomness. I'm going on way too long. I'm sorry. But this, this 30 day thing, this recording in my closet, all the, all of the forcing myself to kind of work around a lot of limitations this month. And like, again, the recording in the closet and that whole rig and that setup that I do to make those was literally finally me putting my foot down and saying, you know what, I'm, I've theorized doing this. I've theorized recording in the closet to make the podcast in the past. Can I actually do it? And it's me getting off my ass and trying to do it and proving that I can actually record the podcast from my closet while my wife is working in the office so where I don't have access. That's the that's the whole point. Is it 90% of the time right now? My wife works from home full time now. That's it. So I don't have recording time during the day. And at night I'm at work. And if I'm not at work, I'm fucking tired. So I I needed a way to record the podcast during hours where I'm awake. And so that was the result. Recording in the closet. And in recording in the closet, I've proven that I can do it. Now, am I going, I, my plan, just letting you know, is to, going forward, probably record in the closet, take it to my main computer, and edit the audio to make it sound like my 
previously fully produced recordings, not give it, throwing the raw audio like I have been for this 30 days. But it's been proof of concept. That's what I'm doing. Finding a new way to create the podcast so I can continue producing this podcast for you. That is the goal. Getting up off my ass, make the podcast for you. That is what I'm going for. So, that being said, I'm going to keep trying to do this. I'm going to keep doing this for you, the fans, who still want to listen to my random bullshit every week or whenever the fuck I get to it. I promise now. I am promising you I will get my ass up because I've proven that I can do this during the day more consistently. So, even if I have to record segments and pieces and record one day here and one day here and one day here and record the whole podcast over the course of the week and edit it over the weekend or some bullshit. I am going to get my ass up and get this podcast back on a regular schedule somehow and get it back out to you consistently somehow because I've proven I can record outside of my studio and I'm going to get this to work. That is my promise going forward. And I realize I still have a week and a half to get through. I still have like two weeks of this shit to get through. But I'm making promises I'm going to get through. We have less than 10 days left now that I'm actually doing the math. We have we have less than 10 days left. I've got another episode to drop later today. So until then, bring up the music. Until later today, I've been Adam Higgins, the odd dad out. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and good night. <laughs>